Welcome to Season 4, Episode 4 of the Record Shop Podcast. This is Part 2 of the two-part special on 2018's Astroworld. This episode, the hosts get along much better, kind of. Alright, wow. screw you. <laughs> Big ass forehead for no reason. Stellar uh, interpretation. God, I did get a five minute playing. Excuse me. I don't think I'd ever taste the makeup brand, but you know. Like. Damn it, that's not what I'm. <laughs> but really hit deep into the themes and details of this album. The very personal touches that Travis focuses on, because it's, it's not just about about how his relationship is in the limelight. It's also very much on the struggles he has getting along with with Kylie's family. He derived my enjoyment, and I feel like that's why I feel that compared to Rodeo, for example, this felt a little weaker in my opinion. This album was made with a whole lot of love and a whole lot of care in the production, and I think it shines through on a lot of these tracks. You can tell that a lot of the attention and the time taken really, really helped out this album. Join us for the second part finale on Astroworld here on the Record Shop Podcast. Morning, gentlemen. So, kind of early, you know. Speaking but, of breakfast, but we made it on time for breakfast. Indeed. So, Andres, what do you tend to order from McDonald's? Please sponsor us. So, usually when I go to McDonald's, I'm going for breakfast. If I'm not in a rush, I get the big breakfast. They have the pan, like the hotcakes and like the sausage stuff. What's right. the what's the meal, bro? The, that, the, that's the parra meal. If if I'm going to get that, then apple juice. Those juice box. Bro, their apple juice just fell off. It has. It Astronomically. Has. That's why I get high C now. I it was, it was, it was like, like four years ago. They switched that watered down apple juice brand. Facts. No, it's even worse. But if I'm in a rock, I'll give myself a little biscuit. A little sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. Perchance. Something like that. Something like that. Something light. Like, what about you? What do you, what do you get McDonald's? Uh, well, I used to get just the regular the, the hotcakes meal. Yeah. And then with the hash brown. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. The big breakfast is fire. Because yeah. they just have it's just that three fucking hotcakes with sausage, sausage. and... Eggs. Eggs and hot buns. If you order them. Yeah. Uh, I usually, but now I usually get like the, the McGriddle sandwich, the sausage egg and cheese McGriddle uh, combo. The you you sound really enthused about this, uh, the ar- about this the breakfast. You know? machine known as the McGriddle. Hey, I'm healthy. You are healthy. You are healthy, man. So I, I also get a hash brown and I usually get a vanilla iced coffee. Cool. So, what's over here? He, I don't order McDonald's. I don't get McDonald's ever. He, 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 because, because he's a normal us. person. He doesn't. He doesn't comprehend the the, the the duality of breakfast meat. The duality. The, the, the complexities of breakfast meat. Because he asked. <laughs> he was okay. Because Michael was getting McDonald's and he asked us in a group chat. He was like, "Hey, do you guys want anything?" And I was like, "No, I'm fine." Damn. Sorry. And Michael dirty on my case, bro. I was crazy. Uh. But so so Michael asked in the group chat, "Would you want anything from McDonald's?" I said, "I'm fine." And then Sarah was like. Sarah was like, "Oh, let me get an egg McMuffin." And then, I only, first of all, I only know of Michael, the. Michael asked him what meat, because obviously you can get a sausage or bacon. This I don't says, order at McDonald's. First of, all, first of all, he said, "Surprise me with the meat." Which Did, is, okay, and then right after I said, "Pause." Mega. That's so crazy. That you even said you, you thought you no, 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 you thought that out, typed it out, and then you read it again. I like that, Sarah, bro. That's crazy. But I then, don't know what type the of more, meats there the are. more egregious mistake was that he said that, and then he said pause, and he, he paused himself, so we'll give him that. But then he's like, but then we asked him again, like, what meat do you want in your McMuffin? And he's like, regular. What do you mean regular meat? I want grade A wagyu beef on my McMuffin. From McDonald's? McMuffin. Yeah. 
in in America? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, crazy. that's crazy. This is, this is Where's my? And then I, t- I just finished it. Worst of my life. You okay. know how much? It, you want to know how much it costs, it. listeners? Twelve dollars. Twelve dollars for two McMuffins and a hash brown. And a hash brown. You want to know the equivalent? That's like a, a hash that, brown. Well, the hash is brown is equivalent two bucks. of a university Pepsi, <laughs> of a university Dr Pepper. That is insane man, man, to me. Man, you know what that is in Bolivares, bro? It's Three million. Eight gajillion. <laughs> Three million. But yeah, uh, Sebas clearly doesn't know how McDonald's works because he's so much better than everyone else. I don't know. Nine to five. I don't understand what a McDonald's. What is a McDonald's? He only eats Chipotle. Chicken. Oh, no, literally, I would take a Chipotle sponsor and in a heartbeat. And then my hook can sponsor. It can be sponsored by McDonald's. I mean, I, w- I just want a sponsorship. <laughs> just get any money. I, I, I don't, don't care who it is. We just need money. Fuck it. You know, like, uh, like, just give them free meals at this point. Like, just fast. like, it doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't have to be food or gym shark. I wear your clothes a lot, please. True. Oh my membership. God, bro. Membership, absolutely. What are you wearing now? American Eagle, bro. Any brand you're wearing, just Michael, like, please Michael. sponsor I me. Mean, I'm sure that does for sure. Burger King was awesome. Welcome to the Record Shop Podcast, everyone. I'm Sebastian Lozano, your host and editor. Don't leak the government. Joining me today. <laughs> Joining me today is the, the, the illustrious. The well-known, the, the um, inspirational, because we cut out his intro last time, and you know I kind of felt bad. I felt bad that we cut off his intro oh, last well, time. And is, then with me, we have the villainous, the appalling Mr. Para. Damn, 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 <laughs> damn, <laughs> I'm really getting. I'm really getting my adjectives. I'm really getting my fucking adjectives today, bro. Clearly. So, boys, Astro World Part Two. We're finishing Astro World. Thank you so much for for joining me Clear. again for this uh for the second half of the album. Thank, thank everyone for their patience. So, if you haven't listened to Part One, I highly recommend that you take that go take your time. That first, first yeah. Day. So, for quick reference, we'll be starting off at Astro Thunder. We finished at NC Seventeen last episode, and we'll be continuing from there. But overall, boys, I already asked for your thoughts, but let's just get into the negatives. What did you guys not like the first time listening to that? To the project, Michael. What about you? Um, Michael. What about you? Um, I will say that a lot of the tracks carry a similar production style, so it oh, kind of nice. gets repetitive on that. Um, and then there are a couple, um, skeletons. Astral Thunder is a little bit of an interlude, so it's kind of worth skipping. I do think it's. And skip. there, there, there are a couple not bad tracks but not good like like like, like genuine mid like when people say mid it, that's just i'm trying to sugarcoat sugar ass but like like i'm being dead ass like there yeah. are a couple mid tracks mid has like transformed into like a like terrible negative. Like, yeah if you say mid it's like not good at all yeah it's like but andre but, like, genuinely it's like okay yeah what what did you think about it i grew up like well definitely skipped some flops low-key uh even though we have like some some absolutely outstanding uh so what I'm looking for some features by the the legendary Stevie Wonder and even Sway Lee who comes on a lot. A lot of times I feel like the the features aren't used well, and the production the production for some tracks is really really good, and I think Travis knows how to make that kind of that that pseudo psychedelic production style, but for some tracks it's just not very good at all. Yeah, and it just for me it really kills the vibe for some of these tracks. But I'm excited for some of these latter tracks. Some of these later tracks are really good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But overall, I think that also this album feels a little bloated. It is a little. It is a bit too long. Can you give an example? Absolutely. Skeletons. 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 I feel like it's a skip. Astro Thunder is a bit of a skip. 
Five percent tent. You think five percent tent? Even though you shit on it last episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Five percent feels like a bit of a filler track. It's not like it's not it's not like I I will skip it, but like like if I if I skip it, it's I'm not I'm not killing myself over it. I I have to disagree with you on the on the whole collaborator thing. I think all of the collabs on this album, with the exception of a couple, okay, you just like the art kind of ring flat. Yeah, you, 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 you just like I fucking like love that harmonica, that bro. That shit is crazy. But no, you it's have good at some point. But like in the beginning, it's yeah. Not great. But okay, you you can't diss Drake. You can't diss Frank Ocean. You can't diss the weekend. You were actively dissing Frank Ocean. I wasn't dissing Frank Ocean. I, I was saying his vocals were amazing. I, I I like his vocals on the on Carousel in particular. I built my career on dissing Drake. Right, you were respecting Frank Ocean's contribution, and then later on, you did not like his contribution. No, I love this con. I think he did better than Travis in his own track. And the highlight of Carousel is Frank Ocean. That's true. I so, yeah, meat writer no more. <laughs> uh, but Don, but Don Tolliver, the Migos later on do really good. Um, and, and overall, those are some good examples of some collabs. So I don't think that the weak point of this album is the collabs or the sure. features. Sure. But just let's run right into it. Let's run right into it. Astro Thunder. Astro Thunder. Who's kicking it off? Who's I think, kicking I think it, you off? Can kick it off. Me, me, I yeah. can kick it off. Astro Thunder is a bop, is a jingle, <laughs> is a is a bit of a you get a, a bit of a jiggy. Yo, the, a, the, the very the elaborately movie. pronounced bop, <laughs> like very, very phonetically. Yeah, very phonetically. Is it is a bop. It's a bop. And then he went with 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 what was it? With a with, with a jingle. A, ji- jingle. a jingle. A jingle. Yo. Astro Thunder is one of my favorite tracks in terms of the instrumental production. I think overall, this has one of my favorite instrumentals off of the entire project. Not only because you know it gives this sort of like space, like kind of like you you guys ever been to Space Mountain? Like space. That would be crazy. You guys been to the Cuban Space Mountain? Yeah, yeah, it gives like that. You could play this shit, and you're like, "Whoa, we're about to get on the ride!" Like you know that type yeah. of shit. Okay, I see it. Yeah, with which the, fits again fits with yeah, the, with with very the whole high, theme park. The, yeah. yeah, like high pitched, uh, high pitched up synths. It leans more towards interlude. You guys are right because we were discussing this, and it, the the focus of the track is mostly just like you know the groovy and upbeat production coming off a of sort of like you know this dreamy perspective and the druggy vocals that uh, Travis is really well known for and comes and exemplifies on this track. Uh, the, the synths that I was mentioning earlier paired with that really distant plucky, plucky, plucky bass in the background <laughs> and the guitar chords, which trivia is, is Mr. Thundercat himself. Yeah. Thundercat yeah, pulled up to the studio and was like, yeah, let me just drop a sick fucking riff and then leave. And, and I, you know you can definitely hear the you can definitely hear the influence. Yeah, and I love Thundercat, so especially. Exactly, bro. That's what I'm telling you. Features on this album are strong, very strong. And to me, it makes this track feel really relaxed and just sort of like you know, it's nothing too serious. It's more just a fun track to really immerse yourself and listen to the listen to the sound. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Andre, juxtapose me. Sure. So the thing is, right. So in the song, so I will say the instrumental is pretty good. The production is pretty solid as well. It does give that that space level theme that I feel like he was going for for most of this album. The the little like blips in the song, like in between each line, so good. They're pretty good. I I, I was exaggerating more if you were talking about it. Was, like, they're not that bad. I don't like I don't think they're bad by any means, but it's just like 
He's definitely one of the most unorthodox, productive jerseys he's made on top of the I feel. And it's just like, it's not bad, and it does fit the team really well. But it can't, can't, it can't catch you off guard a little bit. It is, it is a little strange. Not in a bad way. It's not a little, little funky way. I think it's funky. I think it adds to the track a lot. Michael. Yeah, what do you think, Michael? I like I, I like the least amount of this track. Like alongside a, a long a lot of the other tracks here, it has a very uh, like what you were saying with the Space Mountain thing. It works it works well, and it also contributes with the whole theme park setting because a lot of the tracks carry instrumentals that seem like they fit on the theme park. Very true. Right. That's very on, true. On terms of a lyrical standard, um, the track feels like it's carrying Travis's exhaustion from just the whole rap game. And it sucks because it like at least from the perspective he's writing it from, he's saying that he's just very tired of this of like everything, but he needs to push through anyways for the life. Feels he wants. like the life I leads a little yeah. distant. Yeah. Yeah. Even like he he ha- he has a lot of shit, but it feels like he needs to just keep going through it, like keep going through sins and and like just all his struggles and shit, just to keep going for that for that higher life that he's, that he's still speaking for. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's a good. Uh, I think that's way too deep of an analysis for this song. I, but. I, I think that's just basic reading comprehension. No, yeah, the basic reading comprehension. Thank you, thank you, Michael, for that stellar uh, interpretation. God, I did I get a five and Lang. Excuse me? Wow. <laughs> and you're out here waxing fucking Shakespearean, bro. Yeah, you're yeah, giving the most of those skills. But I'll tell you what, though. I got a five and eight Spanish, Lang. Oh. Read it Spanish. I can't write for shit, but I can teach it. Habla español por resto del episodio. What? French? The last time you actually used it. Yo no con yo. How do you say? Yo no yo no comp yo no compro yo no compro pan francés. There you go. That was two languages. Yo no compro pan francés. You don't buy French bread. Fuck. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was in Spanish. Because it's a joke. It's a joke. Because <laughs> my friend, <laughs> my friend is like, yo, you have to say, yo no compro pan francés to say to French people that you don't understand French. <laughs> yeah, what's I don't, I don't buy French bread. Why yeah, but is that not in, in French? I don't comprehend French. Yo no compro what I'll fucking Google it. I don't know. <laughs> it, 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 I, I don't, I don't a know. French person will have an aneurysm before they understand that. To my ears, it sounds like you were saying in Spanish, I don't buy French bread. Because that's the joke. That's the joke. I can't comprehend French in French. There's no <laughs> There's no Je ne comprends. Don't fucking go ahead, Siri. I could have said it. Okay. Je le yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't buy French bread. First of all, you said John Law, which is Spanish, idiot. If you want to say me, it's J. Right, but but it, it's very much, you know, hablo espanol. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's move on, boys. I, I think I think, I, I, I think things got a bit heated in French. Yosemite. Yosemite. Yosemite National Park. Never been. Never been. Jose Maite. Jose Maite. Featuring, Bro. featuring La, La Cocina y Nav. La Cocina y... Migos. Gunna. Oh. Mr. Kitchens. Mr. It's not the Migos, it's Gunna. Yeah, you're right. His last name is Sergio Kitchens. No way. Gunna's last name is... Gunna's full name is Sergio Kitchens. Okay, so... I like the instrumental. Um, I feel like this track with the, with the instrumental carries a very, like... Like, you're pulling up to this. 
And it's like a slow-mo, low-key type thing. Right. And I like going off the lyrics, it very much feels like Travis is out here on a low-key flex. Mm-hmm. Like, like he, he's not, he's not, yeah, he's not trying to be like, and like the way he's, he's singing and pronouncing everything, he's not like, f- like out here flashing on display, like in a very like uh, bombastic way. Right. It's very much, he's pulling up and it's just like casual, like, yeah, I got, I got ice on my neck. This shit clean as fuck, you know? Like he's very much pulling up and it's, it's something that, that you don't need to hear it to see it or like hear it to believe it. Like it, he's not flashing it like some people do. He's very much just like, I have it on me. You see it, you know what's up, but like, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be egotistical about it. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Gunna on the chorus, unironically, sounds really, really good. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's the chorus that really hooks you in at first. Have you boys seen the video for it? No. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's Gunna and Travis is like walking around a deserted island. It's, it's so good. They're walking around a deserted island, bro. Um, but no, Travis kind of takes more of a backseat before that second verse hits, and he he really just sort of hits his stride by then. But until then, Gunna just kind of picks up the slack with a really bombastic uh chorus, and I believe he's only on the chorus, which is kind of a shame because I wanted to, I would have loved to hear a full verse off of him. But Travis himself kind of brings a substantial enough energy to carry the track. But I I, I agree with you that instrumental is sort of the focal point. And you really get a feel of what that track what the track is with a really plucky guitar and kind of upbeat uh what's it called chord progression from that guitar. I feel like it I has love it. I love it. I feel like it has like very minute country instrumentals. Country like that particular guitar. We're not talking about country. Okay. Okay. It's, it's all fun and games until I tell that was your fun and games until to you to play a, the same song we're again and again to and to again to on a, a jukebox in the Blake Shelton song. Oh my god. You know, you don't remember the time at the Billard oh, Hall? Are we talking about that one? No, we're no, not we're just, talking about. Like we're just saying, no, but we're no. saying, just saying country in general. He hates country. No, 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 no we're, we're saying like you're talking about that time when we were all at the Billard Hall. No, another thing, another thing. When when Nav comes on at the end, he kind of sounds like the little brother that kind of did the mom just told him, "Yo, put him on the mic." Dude, let him get on the mic. Yeah, he's only on the outro. Dude, it's so. In the first version of this track, his like the mixing was really bad. Really. So Nav sounded like super quiet. Like he sounded like. The flame on my He sounded super super quiet. So he was like meaning about it. It was really bad. Yeah. And they made like a different version in 2018, which is the version we hear now. Yeah. Like normal mixing, and because of that, people meme about the chair. You know that picture of Arthur, the cartoon. Like, yes, headphones on, but, like, not around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Wait, for, for Nav's so, verse? Yeah, so it was, like, it's it like, the meme is, like, it's a picture of that of Arthur, and then it's, like, Nav, it's, like, Nav is, like, oh, no, my vocal sound good, and Gun is, like, uh, uh, Travis is, like, yeah, bro, I'm listening, I'm listening. Like, 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 no, I'm listening. And then Nav was, like, yeah. I, I feel, I feel pretty, I feel pretty bad for it. Nav is just a figure that gets just shit on, on the fucking music industry. Yeah, man. Because I like, what are these vocals? What are what is this? I don't. I never really like. I don't like his little, not even fucking mini verse that he has. It's just so. It's just a set of lines on the outro. And no, it feels unnecessary. It feels way unnecessary. It feels like one of two possibilities: either Nav had contacted Travis like at the very end of this, like uh, like like, as something being constructed like midway through, and he's like, "Fuck, I'm not space. Fuck it, outro. I don't care." Either that or that Travis doesn't like Nav. Or some shit. Like, like they made a uh, 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 like a like a second for him. 
Like they made a verse for him, but that was like, I get ass. Maybe he's just contractually Fuck obligated and they're like, just oh, fuck yeah, it, yeah, throw it yeah, in, bro. Just thing. throw it in. But this, but this outro was not good. I don't know. I, don't know, I didn't it like it. It was super unnecessary for me to be loaded in. Yeah. It's not too long. Yeah. I kind of don't mind the outro, to be honest. You don't mind it? No, you don't, don't need, like, me and Andre like, it, just tag team and fucking ass here. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but it's not, like, outrageously bad either. Like, it's all right. It just feels inconsequential. It feels like. You know, who she I shows up for like two seconds of like, okay, bye. I will say though, have you, have you guys listened to Gunna's track, Sold Out Dates? No, I'm not familiar, no. No, no. It was a song that he made a while ago, and people consider this to be, people consider uh, Yosemite to be like a spiritual successor to it, in the sense that the flow is super similar. Gunna and Travis are both in the track, and it just, it, it, it feels that way. That this is like, this is like Travis and his bond. Yeah. Dates. Yeah. All right, and yeah, I I, we encourage so, those listeners to listen to it, take your own thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just to listen to it. Put it in. Yeah, yeah. Put it in With it. that, I can't say anymore. You know, I can't say anymore about Yosemite, so. Me neither. Can't say. Transition. Transition, transition. Transition. Can't say. Say. There we go. Oh, there we go. Waika, okay. why don't you get us started? Bro. This Bro. track. <laughs> I genuinely... I think it's a it's a sleeper track. Sleeper? I think it's slept on. Like, you oh. think it's slept on? I think it's slept on. And this track think, is phenomenal. I think the entirety disagree. of four hundred million fans would like to disagree with you. Still not enough. Wow. Dang. This track, bro. This track is fire. Have like, you not, not seen the video? No. I love. I'm gonna I, keep I, on I, I really. Keep on I, I, I haven't watched. I haven't watched the music video since like elementary school. Like oh, fifth grade. Wow. You figured, or you not, not, not even because, like, I mean, like, I mean, granted, in elementary school, the music videos you couldn't watch is country music, so DNA, <laughs> right? I watched, I watched True. the DNA music video, all right? Wow. Screw you, <laughs> big ass forehead for no reason, yeah, bro. This forehead is big as fuck. I will say, like, I don't know what your takes on this track is. I think this is one of like the top two tracks in the album. I think I, this is, I can agree with that, Maybe and it is, it is like excluding sickle mode. It is probably one of the hypest tracks on because Sickle Mode is just exists to be a hype track. That's not track. true. Not hype track. You don't think Kensei is no much hype standards, track? Dude's fornication. I don't think it's like you, on ball. You, you don't like, think it's the hype track. I don't think it's the. I think I think I think for me it is the the hypest track outside right. of Sickle Mode. All right. No, this is a hype track, but it's not the hype track. You feel? I will say you that feel. that <laughs> just like Sheck West. The feature Don Tolly is another Cactus Jack Jackson alumni, yeah. yeah which is like crazy. Cactus Jack University graduate. No, literally. <laughs> Cactus Jack record alumni. label. <laughs> that's crazy. Why do they call them alumni? They, that's not. Graduated. That's just a term that I just came up. Uh, <laughs> no, you could say Cactus Jack alum because it's true. They're part no, of it. I, I, I really can't say no. And I like I like the instrumental because it's very multi layered. Like if you deep, if you go into the lyrics. The whole track is about just like having a blast at a club, drinks and drugs involved. Like it's very much, ah, like a hype track, a very party oriented track. And something that I do like is right around the bridge of the track. I think like leading up to the chorus, the pre-chorus, when it switches to that very like, like that very, yeah, that very slow, deep, like just very slow part, down and drugs vocals. I like that because it gives. A like a uh, a parallel because the like everything else about the track is having fun yeah on whatever you're on yeah whether drinks or drugs and then it has that part where you're just deep into like a paranoid vibe of like you don't know what the hell's gonna go on yeah yeah right I think I think a term thrown around a lot on this album is psychedelic rap hmm. uh Astro Thunder 
skeletons stop trying to be god are a really good example but if there's a track that i really had to say exemplified it is this track can't say is a hallmark on a hype track not the hype track off this album but it's an exemplification of what i was mentioning last episode of how auto-tune works because when you listen to the vocals on Travis's section and specifically and on Don Tolliver's section, respectively, those auto-tune vocals just add so much to what is already this whirling, swirling, uh, like whirlwind of a track. The instrumentals are like all over the place. It's con- like, you know, the constant trap drums and beat, you know, kind of keep it going. But that underlying uh, guitar progression that was going on in the beginning and the synths all kind of coalesce and just make this club bang. I fucking love this track. It's honestly one of the highlights of the album, if I'm just being really, really sincere in terms of replayability and just overall enjoyability. You have a strong set of vocals from Travis that sort of set the stage for what Don Tolliver kind of, you know, knocks out of the park later because he exemplifies, or no, he exudes, sorry, so much confidence on his verse don Tolliver steals the show i'm gonna be very 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 honest he outclasses on uh, he outclasses travis on specifically the song with a fucking killer verse and like you said they're part of cactus jack they have very similar styles but i, I kind of get the feeling that, that don Tolliver is the next one out like you know when you think of cactus jack in my opinion i think don Tolliver comes to mind first not only because you know travis scott hasn't released a project since fucking 2018 and a bit of singles here and there, but I think right now with the fucking how banging Lovesick and the Deluxe is coming through, you you think of Don Tolliver when you think of Cactus Jack right now. And he cut the way that he delivers his verse throughout this track in particular evokes that sort of early uh early rodeo, uh days before rodeo Travis with that sort of uh, uh with that cadence and flow. I fuck I love it. I think it's great. Andre, take the mic. Dang. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I said this song was gonna be important because it, it is. is. No, this track is insane. This so this is so the, yeah, so the whole track as you guys have already pretty much stated is just Don Tolliver and Travis talking about uh all their stories about getting mad women, getting high. What what's at, different? At like what's new? <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't I, I don't mean it's not a bad but it is just I don't want to say typical that that sounds negative. But I mean like it's just what are you doing? This guy's in a rolling chair, fucking traveling around the studio. I thought his wheels were thunder for a quick second, like like uh, like yeah, on, on the first on the first because I didn't see a move on the first on the first floor. Yeah, yeah, on the first roll, I thought it was thunder because I didn't really see a move Okay, okay, go on. But I do absolutely agree that this is a super hype track. This is definitely a track that gets that gets you pumped. The the Don himself. And Travis are really, really well together. Don Tarper was a recent signee when he when the song came out. Or when the song when the album came out, he was just he, he had like just signed with Captain Jack. Yeah. So this is this is a fa- this is a fantastic first impression. That's very true. But you know, one of his first impressions is definitely a huge banger. Yeah. Yeah. I, think I agree. He went really well. And looking at the rest of his career, and a wife of Waka Testament, because you're a pretty solid Don Tolliver fan. I think you 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 think his work has he's been just nothing nothing but up. An, an upward trend after this? I think so. I yeah, think so. and I think this this track, like, if you didn't know who Don Tolliver was before this this track, you know, you know who he is now. Like, I mean, yeah, it, right. it's kind of hard to not know who Don Tolliver was before this track. But, you know, no idea that coming right coming right after after this For that real? just sounded everywhere. Fucking, yeah. you you don't know you don't know idea. 
the fuck? Let's no. get naughty. Na, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that song okay, came yeah. right after Astro World, and that fucking played. It did. It did. That fucking played all the time. And he kind of just like you know got more of into his sound and kind of departed a bit from that signature Travis sound and got more into like really vocal yeah. performance. And you hear that a lot of of Love Sick. What this is a fucking Astro World episode. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but regardless. Go on. Uh, the production itself, fantastic. It definitely has a the kind of like, it, despite it being a high track, it has a kind of a mellowed out beat. Regardless, that's true. That's true. It, it feels like it feels like hypnotic. You know what I mean? That's a good term, yeah. Like they're, 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 this is their siren song to get you to, to go to the club with them. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's crazy. But the song is the song is really really good though. I really like it. This this is what I was talking about when I said that. Like, like I was excited to talk about the the latter half of this album because I feel like in the middle it feels a little messy, but then it really picks it up at the end. That's true. Definitely this track and like, a, like two others I can pick off the top of my head after this are really shining examples of what yeah. I that should have been from the get-go. Yeah, no, I, I see what you're talking about. I see. I see the see, vision. You see the vision? Yeah, but I think I think that being said, we give this track its flowers. So yeah. who and what are we talking about? Who? What? Who? No, opposite. Who? who? What? There you go. Oh, yeah, is, it, is, it a, is it a question mark? Yeah, it's, it's a, a question, question mark on who. Point. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Who? What? Featuring Quavo and Takeoff. Fuck yes. Two thirds of the Migos. Two thirds of the Migos. Missing Offset. Missing Offset. R.I.P. Takeoff. You know what I mean? You're, dude, I know. Genuinely though, genuinely though, I really like Takeoff music. So I, I hate to see that he hate to see that he Yeah, he was, he was a very big. He was a very big contribution to to the Migos. To the Migos, but gotta talk about the other Migos now. And who? Just Quavo. Quavo's the other Migo in this <laughs> in this fucking track. There's too many fucking Migos. There's only three of them. There's only three, bro. They're like the Beatles minus one. Too too many. (laughs) Who's starting? What do you got to say? Maybe the the ones that that know who the Migos are. Go ahead. God, Seth, if you want to start this track. So so Andres has a little moment of grace to relinquish himself. Okay, so Who What is kind of underrated, Loki. It's one of the more heavier and probably one of the most like hardcore trap oriented tracks off the entire project aside from that maybe like sicko mode on the second half maybe a bit of nc17 a little bit but this one feels like the most trap song off of the entire project and travis really goes back to his roots on this one you get this really constant ebb and flowing uh like verse off of him and it, it just kind of keeps on going. And the Migos feel like more of an anecdote, in my opinion. A track that's kind of dominated by Travis. Mm. And they come only on the later half of the track. And Travis just keeps on with this amazing flow. With a really kind of, if I'm just very, very honest, a very bland instrumental. A bit of a repeating uh, piano arpeggio. With a bit of a trap drum that sort of accelerate. With a bit of, you know, sound effects. There's like a woman screaming in the background. And they... It, it gives you this really like spooky kind of negative, you know, murdery vibe sort of, mm-hmm. and I, I I like it overall. But I think the Migos, in my opinion, should have been included a bit more because you do hear them throughout the track. They obviously they're fucking trademark uh Quavo, Migo, Momo, like you know fucking ad libs yeah, in the background. I will say they have some pretty weak ad libs. Like, like really? what? I think I think the ad libs are the kings of ad libs, bro. No. They like just in the track or just like in, like, no, 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 in no, no, no. general. No, I, 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 I was, do you think you're the king of ad libs in general or like 
Those, they're Adams, the kings of Adams. I, I think on this track, the Adams are good. It's because they're a three-man group. They obviously got to, you know, when they're on their little track. Okay, but see, but see, there are Take artists, it. There are artists that don't Mama. need <laughs> The artists that are one person and they don't need. Aside from like I don't know, like Twenty One, Travis himself, Westside West Side Gun, it's like you guys know Westside Gun's Adams. Yeah, of course, Westside Gun. Hey yo, bow bow, like. <laughs> but no, um. Doctor, we have a problem. Overall, it, the instrumental feels kind of uninspired and a bit basic, and, but you know, it's serviceable. It's good enough for the flow that Travis kind of takes back, and it's a welcome return to form. That Travis uh kind of comes back to after kind of a lackluster performance on uh on can't say. Hmm. Michael, what do you think about who? What? I was gonna, uh, so 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 we're, we're just gonna stick with that pronunciation for the whole for the whole run. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what it's about. It's okay, but who? Who? I'm gonna go with who what? Loser. Finish your thoughts. I I think this track loses replayability over time. I think, think so. Yeah, I feel like like at first like the per- the first time in the first set of listens like it's very much like damn like this track is going off like that that line where who what what and why yeah it's like countdown to I ride or whatever to like, I slide yeah to I slide bro that track like that that goes hard first listen first couple of listens but I feel like over time and the instrumental I feel like they they purposely mellow it out once the Migos take in like yeah. for their verse because mm. it goes it, like the instrumental is very more trap oriented once it lands on on Travis's verse and then once it goes to Quavo and Takeoff it very much starts dying off but I will say that when it hits when it does go to Travis's verse it it does do a good job at it I like the lyrics on Travis's part and there's a couple lines in there that are pretty much interesting like there's a line where he goes in 1 in 25 you guys know what the one in twenty five stands? For? No. I what is know. what is the one in twenty five? One in twenty five is a like collector's item mm-hmm. that for Bentley. For Bentleys? Yeah. Like they, the cars. Yeah. They 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 had a specific model that there were only twenty five. Oh, so one in twenty five. Oh, one in twenty five. Okay. So he took. So like he's saying that like he has one out of the twenty five Bentley. Wow. Yeah. Like okay. and, and and on top That's of that, close. I think they also gave you like a little plaque on too that you can throw in on a wall. That's kind of. So like like crazy like bro he's balling so hard he gets one he gets he gets a Bentley he gets a one in twenty five Bentley not any Bentley one of the twenty five one of the twenty five ever made that's specific line. and, 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 and he gets a plaque and he gets a plaque he yeah. probably he, and, pro- he probably got the first one no yeah yeah one of these right sure sure Andres what are your thoughts yeah what are you what are your okay. thoughts so taking your water okay you thank you for asking Michael because you see you always take my water he's so nice ask. you know he's really you see I appreciate you asking so first of all. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the documentary on Travis Scott on Netflix. Have you guys seen that documentary? No, I haven't seen it yet. So it's called Look Mom, I Can Fly. And I saw it. And it was because I saw it because the Kanye one also came out. So, and I, the, like, Netflix recommended me other artist documentaries. I was like, fuck it. So it's kind of going a little bit. So in the documentary, we see that the original title for the song was Who, What, When, Why. That's a So, so they were going to go for the whole thing. Well, mine's where, but yeah. It's who, what, when, why. They said where. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like that's just what they have on the like. It's who, what, when, and why. Yeah. No, I know. But I'm saying like if you're talking about the five W's, it's a different thing. But regardless, the original title would have been who, what, when, why. Which I think I like more than who, who what, when, why. Yeah. It, it, who, it, who, like, what kind of just rolls off the tongue better, honestly. But it, it just sounds. It, it, it sounds it's like missing something. It sounds like it's like it's complete because it's missing all the others. Hey, yeah. you guys like that new track? Who, what, when, and why? Like. 
You don't have to say and why. You say who and why. Who, what, what, what? That's a fucking tongue twister, man. It's, it's the same letter. Who, what, when, why? Yeah, it's the same letter between the final tongue. Who, what? Who, what? Bro has no... Who asked what are you saying? I'll tell you what I'm saying. I'm saying this track slaps. That's good. Fucking love this track. That's good. That's good. So, this is not the first time... It wouldn't be the last time that Quavo and Travis worked together. Because they did release an album. Honcho Jack Jack Honcho. Honcho Jack Jack Honcho. <laughs> before this. Before the Astroworld, yeah. Yeah. So, this was... So that was so this was gonna be the first time that they collaborated, and yeah. I think even to this day it's the last time they collaborated. If I'm correct on that, but regardless, the fact check that later. But regardless, they work incredibly well together. The flows are super like, like it's really like give and take. You know what I mean? Like they're really just like yapping back and forth, and it works really really well yeah. the whole way through. I think this is a tremendous collaboration, and I think that honestly, if they had been part of Cactus Jack. That that would have been tremendous, you know what I mean? I mean, the Migos themselves are a very established group that I don't think they'd gain much from joining fucking Cactus Jack. No, I'm not saying they would gain much. From <laughs> they it. wouldn't Cactus Jack. What? They yeah, wouldn't. Well, first of all, Cactus, Cactus, Cactus Jack, Cactus Jack would. would but, but I just feel like if they were under the same roof of Cactus Jack, I feel like the project they would make. Are better. you offering a proposition, bro? <laughs> Me? Who the hell am I? Yes, Andres is, is actually a, a sleeper agent for Cactus, Cactus Jack. No, Cactus literally. Jack. It's like, you I'm, know, I really think the Migos would, I'm, I'm you know. I'm the one that made the Cactus Jack meal. This is a really good business proposition, guys. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm the one that made the Cactus Jack meal. I made it specifically when we were well, where, where? Okay, before we, because I think we're done with doing what, but where, where, yes. where were you guys on uh, on the Travis Scott Burger day? When it dropped? When it dropped, yeah. Really? Bro, I feel like we were probably in school. What? We were in high school. We were we were in high school. We were. Oh yeah, we were like we were juniors. Like I think we were actually like in class. Oh, at the time, yeah. Stop. being so technical, Michael. I went. You you asked a very specific question. Did you guys get one? I got I got one with a group of friends. We were skating. I got one too. And we we just sat down because we were so hyped. We just sat down in North Trail. We just sat down and ate it. Fucking. No, I, I never did, got did the you get a Travi patty. Did you get a no, Travi? Do you want? Do you want to explain the contents of the Travis Scott burger? I'd have to pull the the, the ingredients. <laughs> double list double quarter, one. double quarter pound, double quarter pound of cheese, bacon, lettuce, large Sprite, fries, barbecue sauce. No, wrong. It was his own specific sauce, isn't it? Barbecue sauce. It was his own specific sauce. Barbecue sauce. I swear he had his own sauce. Barbecue sauce. Is that it? Fucking slap me if I'm wrong. Like, it's barbecue sauce. Because I remember there were ants that fucking walked into the... Because I put mine on the side and they fucking... <laughs> they invaded that shit. Oh, wow. okay. And did you not see the fucking... Did you not see the, the, the ad for it? Yeah, of course. Did, did you not see the meme where it was like, <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm Travis Scott. Yo, Travis Scott. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's so, so good. good. It's so Some good. fat-ass behavior coming out of Sarah's. <laughs> It's I hear what? fucking memorize the damn yeah, menu no, item. That's, crazy. You that's the, the one meal from McDonald's. Got the combination and everything. That's the one meal from McDonald's that I remember because I liked it. You remember the whole meal, man. But you can't remember sausage or bacon? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. can't remember what an egg big Man, I'm sorry I have taste buds. Except when for the... the meal, which was good Bro, I kept the receipt. I... <laughs> no, that's, no, that's crazy. You kept the, okay, now actually, you know what? I can't argue that because you guys remember when Szechuan sauce came out for the yeah, party? I yeah. still have them. They're unopened, obviously. That's putrid. Yeah, no, I have That's like, fine. You probably haven't preserved them. 
at all. What? Have you preserved that Man sauce? Fridge. They are past no, their no, expiry I, date, I've never bro. Made them for anything, what? That's great. Okay. I'm yeah. Sell them. Sell them for two thousand dollars. You'll make bank. You'll make bank, bro. Two packets. Yeah. Be a gajillionaire the next time you see me. A bazillionaire, you know what I mean? Butterfly packets. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's get Most into it. Track. Not true. No? It's like a Go. Do you guys know what the actual butterfly effect is? Yeah. I actually wrote it down. Um, oh. It's oh. it's just essentially how uh, something small could have a huge impact. Oh, correct. Yeah. The, so do you it, want... it stems from the concept of a flap of a butterfly's wings and start a tornado somewhere else across the world. Is why it's called a butterfly effect. Sure. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know the. That's why it has the name. Fuck uh, it. I didn't know the namesake origin of it, but I know like what it means. Psychologist para. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to start, Michael? Yeah. Um. So to start off, this is the first single of Astro World that dropped. It dropped a year in advance before the album actually came out. Um. I will say that the instrumental is, I think, very synth heavy. Um. But in a good way. In a good way. It has a very... Um, you guys are fucking distracting me. Yeah. No worries. No worries. There you go. There you go. Thank you. Oh, uh, yeah. Synth heavy. Synth heavy. Okay. Um, synth heavy. Uh, but I, I, I like it. It's not very... It's not overwhelming by any means, but it has a very much like... Mm-hmm. It, it feels like this is something that, that would play on like... Uh, what ride would this play on? Ride, cause like to stick with that, with that like this very much feels an instrument like it, that would be on some amusement park ride. I want to say like some, like some cheesy roller coaster. Cheesy yes. roller coaster. Yeah, I feel like it could fit on cheesy roller coaster. But I like, like a lot of these go well with like Tomorrowland. Like, yeah. You you ever been to to Mousetrap at the the fair? Oh, you don't know what mousetrap oh. is? Yes, no, yes, no, 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 no. yes. Be... It feels like it would fit on that. Yeah. yeah the thing is, <laughs> oh my god, perfect fit. No, the fair at the fair. The fair yeah. I love mousetrap, by the way. I think the ride. Fuck that. Dude, all the rides at the fair are janky as shit. Yeah, but like, the fear of death is really, you know, what gets me going, you know? No, okay. Well, at least there's a bit of like, you know, checking before the fucking thing. Guardians of the. Well, Michael can attest to this. When we went to Disney uh, during December, we went to Epcot. Went to fucking Epcot. Ride. We took the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, and you know there's no physical fucking queue, so you have to sign in through the app. And that, and you want to know the early sign that we had? Eleven p.m. When did you guys get there? Well, no, it was one. Like... <laughs> it was a ten-hour wait. It was a ten-hour wait. Yeah, and we had to wait the whole day, and then we got there. We waited in the line. Me and my, it's me, Michael, and a friend of the podcast, uh, Manuel. We get on the ride man because be, man, 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 because yeah. Frank and Frank and, uh, and Alex, Alex just, they, they, because uh, the booths were four and four, right, right, and right, since right. I was abandoned for the first ride of the show, we made the rule <laughs> that bro, the four of them got together and they left me behind, but there wasn't even anyone with let me, me you, on my booth. I was literally you. by myself. Let me show you an, an image. Like a whole two carts away because the two the carts separating us were busted. <laughs> Bro, so so the half of the ride was just like Michael, Michael, Wait, are you okay? Yeah, we were in front of them. Yeah, yeah, like, front of no, them. Yeah, they so were in front of me. There was a car in front of everyone else but you. Like I'm saying, like they were the first car, and there was two cars empty to you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. They were the first one. Yeah. Oh, so you couldn't get in front of them. Yeah, <laughs> no, I couldn't. <laughs> Bro, was just back there, and we we're like, Michael, Bro. are you okay? No, honestly, though, whenever I go to Epcot, I don't really care about the ride. The only reason I'm at Epcot is for, for the Here's a visual of. 
Why go alone? <laughs> <laughs> Look at this, bro. <laughs> and that's the that's the ball. That's the ball. Like when you go like through the the history trip, bro. Some. <laughs> and it wasn't even able to whip me in the cart. Like, yeah, you were literally sick. Was I was, anyone, I was, was alone. Anyone, was there anyone else in the fucking ride? Huh? Yeah. Was there anyone else in the fucking ride? I guess not. It was just us. This, this is the first so one. This, this was the, this, this is the uh, around the world. Oh, one. Yeah, or, or yeah, like, yeah. like, like, pretending like, oh. But I only go to Epcot to do all the food, you know what I'm saying? Like, all the countries, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know what There's a video. Michael was screaming in the back. <laughs> He's like, no. But let's get let's get back into butterfly. But um. <laughs> but yeah, finish finish off your. Um, I will say, like yeah, the track feels like it would go on some ominous type roller coaster like that, and for this being the first track to release from Astro World, it is a really good track. Like it is, it is, and something that I find pretty interesting is like i feel like the name is kind of a parallel to his career like like when you think music like to us it's not really something big like it's just an everyday thing it's something small Mm -hmm. but then like this small thing that like hits all of us brought this guy from poverty to being a millionaire he got with one of these with one of the kardashian sisters or the or the the kendall one of the jenner one of the jenner sisters Kylie. 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 No, he, he got with Kendall, I think, first, and then. Oh, okay, right. And oh, so there's there, there's a the there's a there's a line in here mm-hmm. where he's talking about um uh I think it's in the chorus, hidden hills, uh, deep off in the yeah yeah candy cane no like oh, well like like that, that's a line that comes later. sweet like candy, candy cane, cane. all right yeah. there you go yeah, yeah, yeah. so that line <laughs> hidden the, hills the entire chorus got together yeah. hidden hills. Is uh like a really nice neighborhood in Hollywood. Yeah, in, Beverly in, Hills in, in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. so that's that reference. Do you know what Candy Kane is referencing? Candy Kane is referencing. No, it's actually it's actually um. So he uses Candy Kane, but phonetically it sounds like Candy K. Candy uh-huh. K, if I if I'm correct, is um Kylie Jenner's makeup brand. What? what? M&M's sweet like candy cake. I I, I don't think I'd ever taste the fucking makeup brand, but you know. God like. Damn it! That's not what I'm. <laughs> this is why you get no bitches. Yeah, somebody, somebody. I, obviously, he's not talking about the makeup. It's in reference to his girl, dude. Oh my god. Bro, he's gonna eat a paper. That paper. Sweet like candy cake. Hmm. <laughs> Got undressed since you're the only other coherent person here. What do you have to say about the track? <laughs> <laughs> this is good, bro. This is good. This is good, bro. Sweet like candy oh, that cake. Was a, that, was good, that was such a good bit. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, man. But yeah, I think that in terms of all the singles that came out, this is easily... Because this is the first single that came out, right, Wiggle? Yeah, the first single that came out a absolute, year before the album. Absolute tremendous start. This, I completely understand why everyone was so hyped for this album when it came out, or when it was starting to come out with these singles, because you can't tell me the song is going to get you hyped for an album. This, this is very much like a track that you should drop when you're, when you're teasing an album. So, as we discussed, obviously the, the, the track is named after the butterfly effect concept of, of one small effect can be tremendous consequences. And I think that this sums up the, the, album, the single leading to the album. So the single was one small single that was dropped, which led to arguably his biggest work. 
Yeah. And the, the literally quote unquote tremendous consequences that came from this from the release of Butterfly Effect is insane. And I think that what came of it skyrocketed him as of his career. Yeah. I think, I think that most people most people probably knew who Travis Scott was, but no one really paid much attention to him. But the the, the release of Butterfly Effect threw him into the limelight. I don't entirely well, agree yeah, with that. Yeah, because cause he has singles off Rodeo, like like uh, Anadol. Rodeo, Birds in the Trap. Anadol. Like, like he, has, he has tracks that has projected him, but I feel like Butterfly Effect is something that really, like, at least if if you weren't listening to the other tracks, at least now you had something to look I think, forward to. I think in terms of like, the a, track a that, really la- I think that what really launched him was uh, Anadol off of Rodeo. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, because that track was then, huge on the radio. And then Goosebumps yeah. in, in Birds yeah, off the yeah, Trap. Yeah, yeah, like those two tracks, I feel like. But Butterfly Effect was a good demonstration of the direction that Astro World was taking, and overall, it, it's a very strong single. It's a very strong song off of it. I think it's one of the stronger tracks off of the entire project. But if I'm being very honest, I think we discussed this uh, before we got into our takes that the vocals kind of sound a bit checked out. Yeah, uh, a little bit. And it's kind of surprising because you know it just sounds like Travis is talking <laughs> the, yeah, and sometimes during his verses like he just sounds like eminem sweet like candy cane like i don't know it comes off a bit basic in a way i don't know i don't know a better term for it but there's sometimes where it kind of rubs me the wrong way before it gets into the really energetic and hyped up uh choruses that's fair yeah i do want to note though the production on this fantastic coming from the legendary murder beats himself mr murder beats murder on the track so it's not nice yep you know what I'm saying? I love Rudy Beats. I think he's one of my favorite producers. It's just, like, his producer tag is legendary. It's one of the better. Honestly, I think it's one of the better. Metro, Pierre. Like, hey, Metro, Pierre. Like, the, the, those are some of the most well-known. For that tags. era. For yeah. that era. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's less, you know, if we're, if we're, this is a much more of a larger murder scale. Beats. Yeah, no, it's, it's Murder Beats, but I I haven't listened to too many tracks off of him recently, so I'd have to delve more into it. But yeah, let's just let's move on. Let's move on. Great track, love it. Tremendous start. Tremendous dub. And by the way, second most listened to song off Astro World, Butterfly Effect. Let's move on. Houston Fornication. Okay. Houston Fornication, which is a play on. Fucking shirt. No, it's a play on Californication from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Instead, (laughs) with Houston, part of uh, Mr. Travis Scott's home home state. Not fornicating. Shut up. (laughs) But no, Houston Fornication is a club. Oh my God. Houston Fornication comes as this really cold and cut. God, I'm going (laughs) to. I'm gonna beat you guys. I'm gonna fucking beat you guys. <laughs> so Houston Fornication comes as this very cutthroat and cold club banger that's like carried by its phenomenal production and beat, but if I'm being quite honest, has this sort of disjointed and offbeat Travis versus that starts off really strong with a very mellowed out and just sort of off the beat uh, set of druggy vocals that Travis is so well known for throughout this entire project. 
and it starts really good. It it comes off really, really energetic at first, but it loses its footing after the first verse. And again, what this track is mainly characterized by is just that amazing instrumental. But boys, what what do you what do you have to say, Andre? What do you have to say? Okay, so Houston Fornication is all about uh, Travis talking about his hometown of Houston and the the uh, the silly shenanigans, the tomfoolery that he would engage in yeah. in in Houston, all the, the the potentially reckless and dangerous things that he was doing. You know what I'm saying? And I think that as a song lyrically, it's very very good. He talks about he talks about it very well. He explained everything and he uses he uses the production. Which the Houston Fornication is all about the is all about Travis talking about the the various activities that he would go through when his hometown of Houston. He's reminiscing about the times long past, and he's talking about all sometimes the the the, the stupid stuff that he would get with and he could get into. Sometimes the more dangerous stuff that he would get into, and as we discussed, Houston Fornication while also being a play on Californication, but it was at the same time also a a a, a combination of Houston and fornication yeah they city in texas and sex yeah what that might mean what that what, what travis is trying to imply you know what i mean you who knows who knows who knows but the the producer by the way by the name of sven thomas helped produce this track he's produced a number of other tracks by other uh travis scott collabs Interesting. so drake for example he produced 10 bands off of if you're reading this oh. is too late Chicago freestyles off of Dark Lane and demo tapes. Wow! And earlier, oh, and pop style, okay. uh, off of off of views, yeah, the yeah, one yeah. with Kanye and, uh, and Jay Z. He's also produced. <laughs> he's also produced work by Rihanna, and you, uh, a, a catalog. But honestly, from what I'm seeing here, he also produced Wake Up. By the way, earlier in the earlier in the project with uh, the weekend. Yes. But yeah, very strong production overall, and you can okay, tell this yeah. guy's you know experience in the field and mm-hmm. in the scene kind of seeped through with this very well produced and well sounding overall instrumental. I think it's really really strong. Yeah. So yeah, I do like this track a lot. I think that the instrumental and the production is very very strong. My only thing with this track that I feel I don't even want to say it downplays it because I feel like that's a that's exaggeration. But I feel like hinders. it hinders it a little bit is, again, the vocals from Travis's part. I think that sometimes, I feel like on the latter half of this album, Travis Travis's vocals do tend to be a bit more deflated. And I feel like it's, it, I guess it kind of makes sense considering, again, this album, I will say does feel bloated considering some of the tracks I feel are straight up skips and some of them just don't really, just don't feel right. Be, be like, all jumbled up in this, in this album and the actual ordering of the tracks I feel it could be better so I feel that the end half of this album suffers a lot from that problem of Travis having kind of a, like forgetful vote like not forgetful forgettable vote okay in the sense that it's just not he, he's not all there it seems but yeah but I think with that I'm done with my take quite cool wanna take this home you wanna take this home Michael okay so this track as the penultimate track of the album. Mm-hmm. I think this kind of follows up with the themes that these last couple of tracks have gone through where Travi is exhausted. Yeah. Carrying on from Astro Thunder and carrying on from other tracks, he's tired. He's been 
non-stop grinding. Hell, he even has some lines earlier in the album where he just says like he just he's was working on this shit for a whole week straight. Like this this dude is very much an artist who puts in work binging, which is not necessarily healthy, and that's probably why he comes out a little groggy. But I think that it fits. I think uh, I'm actually delving into some of the lyrics here. He's kind of this track in particular comes as like an acceptance of his role uh, as a person and as an artist where like a couple earlier tracks, he's very exhausted and he very much wants and is like very just straight up saying like, I need an out, like I need a break fast. Um, but this track, he kind of, he says, a, he says a similar message, but instead of saying it like, like, fuck, I got to get out of here. Cause I'm exhausted. He's more so like, I want an out. Like, he needs a vacation. Like he says it very frequently, but he kind of accepts his role. He understands that, like, that what he's done is something that's like very integral to his success, and he needs to keep going. And although he needs a big, he very much craves a break. He's accept. He's more accepting now than he was in earlier tracks. Like that, he's okay with not having that break. Yeah, I feel like, and I feel like because this is the track that's about home city. Yeah, he's reminiscing about. Being there before the entry to the man, right? Yeah, he very off. he very much like includes his his past. He yeah. likes like some like of not obviously not all of it. But he very much sticks to like he's had he's had a rougher life on the earlier stretches of 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 his, of his life, and going into this music career has very much changed. That's why he's very much like I could have been worse if it wasn't for this. I still want a break, but seeing my transition in life, I very much am I'm grateful that I. That I'm at a spot where, where like I can just keep going, like and like he's comfortable. He doesn't. Well, he need, he needs the break for his mental. He doesn't need the break. He um, wants the break for his mental, but he doesn't need the break for the physical. Yeah, exactly. Like he's very much like grateful that he's just ascended from how rough his childhood had been. Yeah. The instrumentals on this track, um, the production is good. The 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 layering of the instrumentals is great, and it very much complements his message. I yeah. think we should just move on to the finale. Finale, baby. The coffee big, bean. the big coffee. You like coffee? I like coffee. Okay, I love, love coffee. We're all, like we're all addicts in this room. You're not? What? You're whack. Coffee? No. You no, are whack. Get out there. I'm an addict for Arizona iced tea. Hey, man. That's what I'm addict. Mucho mango. No. Mucho mango. Are you hearing this guy? Watermelon. Are you, are you hearing this pineapple, guy? Pineapple, kiwi, strawberry. Your sugar levels are off the roof. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's just let's kick him out of the room, okay? Thank you guys so much for joining us on this There's episode. No way you Andres is now excommunicated There's from the Record no Shop way podcast. You you're sitting here telling me that mucho mango is better than watermelon, pineapple, and kiwi strawberry. No, we're saying it with a serious face. That's not, that's mucho mango is better than all of those options that's and absolutely, more. That's absolutely outlandish. I can't. No, there's no can you way. believe this guy? He doesn't like the refreshing taste of a mango, mango. of a mango cocktail, but not higher than that. Not a spot. You know what? Why don't you guys uh, let us know in a poll what what's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite Arizona? Click down in the in the poll below on the Spotify yeah. poll. We're gonna put up a poll for the best we're Arizona the, we're gonna put one on, the, on the Instagram. On the Instagram well. What's the best Arizona? Because we all know that our fans love. And because they're cultured and really, you know, really cool, sophisticated people that really they like cool mucho mango. And, and fun. That they all like Arizona. That they like mucho mango better. No. Ooh. Vote down below. Mean? I am a one man on fighting. I'm dying on the hill. Coffee bean. Yeah, you are. Coffee bean. Coffee bean. So I know that I brought up the, that brought up our addiction, your addiction to coffee and my addiction to tea. And that's for a very good reason, gentlemen. 
the namesake of the song comes from a coffee shop that Travis frequents called the Coffee Bean and the Tea Leaf, which is shortened to Coffee Bean. Yeah. Hence why the song is called Coffee Bean. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to go. They pat on the back, Mr. Faro. But so this is so this is part his most personal song on the album. That's why I love him so much because Travis really delves deep into what bothers him, and it's going into what he feels are the problems that he has in his relationship. Because the whole album, the whole album has been about kind of his experience in Houston, what he what he does with his friends in the club, you know, his, his career at this point. But this song is talking something something much more deep. His personal issues, his inner turmoils. And he struggles in his relationship with Kylie Jenner at the time. Yeah. So this whole song is much, much smoother, much, much more soulful, and and there's a reason for it, and that's because he's really trying to write it home that he has these problems and he wants to address them in the track. Yeah, and I, I think I think it's a really good exemplification of just that normal sounding Travis, and it's so weird hearing him without the without that the vocal filter. Have you guys seen the the interview he has with um with Nardwar? Yeah, yeah, and he have... just he sounds so normal. He sounds like a regular. In any oh interview God. that he does, I know, right? It just sounds so like an actual like you know person with the with the, the auto tune, and you a hear human, a bit of it sounding like a human. That's crazy. <laughs> so the instrumental itself has this really mellow, lo-fi influence sort of vibe to it. That's kind of personal. That that I really add, you know, really adds to the whole personal aspect of the track. And it's most it's probably the most like vulnerable. It's like a window that we get into Travis. I mean, the next thing I can think of is like nine oh nine oh two one oh off yeah, of rodeo. Uh, that too, yeah. But you oh, know, oh. on an entire uh, an entire project where Travis just puts himself at this sort of invincible nonstop fucking club fiend, which just focuses on the material and the money, Absolutely. seeing this, you know, vulnerable side to him is pretty refreshing honestly indeed and i really hope we get more of this in the future i can appreciate you know him taking this more personal dive in a project that feels entirety about vanity and about the yeah. material and that's the thing about it this feels so out of place for the album but it's because of that that i love it so much that, yeah yeah i agree because like, it had to be here at some point yeah and it's like he's talking about how difficult it's been dating someone like Kylie Jenner with such a reputation yeah and him himself with such a reputation the two famous people be together always leads to some sort of a conflict. Yeah, and obviously, like, this whole album is a sort of love letter to a lot of the influences that Travis had growing up, right. World being uh, the defunct part of fucking Six Flags. Uh, he makes various references to his home and all of that, Houston Fornication, Coffee Bean Now, a bit of the earlier track as well that we talked last episode, but... You know, it's really nice to see that a lot of that personal touch still hasn't, you know, faded away. He still references people that, you know, influence some fucking carousel, a big tuck on fucking carousel, uh, DJ Screw that he references on uh, RIP Screw. Right. You know, there's, a, there's just a myriad of like references and homages that are really present on this album and kind of, you know, makes Coffee Bean, for me personally, a lot more special as a closer, you know? So, yeah, well, Michael, what do you think? I want to just separate best and favorite. They don't necessarily mean the th- same thing. I think this track is probably the best track on the album. You think so? So, yes. I agree with you that they're two different things. For me, in this case, not for me. I think this is the best track and the favorite track. This is my favorite track. And, oh, I always think it's the best track. I think this track, this track is single-handedly the most unique 
track that he has Indeed. on the album. It's very not only is the instrumental completely different, it carries more it has it still maintains trap, trap drums, but it's very much more a jazzy instrumental. Um, which I feel is fitting for the for um the namesake just because a lot of if you think if you're watching movies, uh very old fashioned um coffee coffee uh coffee Coffee houses tend to have like a jazz instrumental when they're just having a very careful coffee brew. Yeah. The very personal touches that Travis focuses on because it's it's not just about about how his relationship is in the limelight. It's also very much on the struggles he has getting along with with Kylie's family because um while well, a lot of the Jenner and Kardashian families um are married or yeah. dating uh, people of color, they yeah. they. Are, a good a good few of them have this stigma against people of color right and that's just an unfortunate byproduct of society like there's a there's a lyric there's a lyric in here where um he's going off about washing washing off his hands yeah yeah, yeah. that you don't have no i found it i found it oh. like okay here you go i have the line right here your family told you i'm a bad move plus i'm already a black dude leaving the bathroom my hands is half rinsed um like that right there is just like there's a there's a there's a negative unfortunately there's a negative stigma coming with people of color, um because there's a lot of media coverage on just the negatives, so especially from people from people of color from poverty, like they have very unfortunate intense negative stigmas, and they don't really see the positives that come from him. So this is just a big strain on his relationship because he can't he doesn't really have much like. To tr- like he tries, but it's not really a lot he can do to get past those stigmas with 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 her family. Yeah. And on top of that, there's also the fears like between that and also just the limelight stressing that comes from, because like that was in verse one, just the personal stigma. But there's there's yeah. also the the limelight stigma of just it's a very public relationship. Like it's not like something that that like you and you get a, with a girl or Sebas or me with my girlfriend. Like it's very. It's public with their friends, but it's not very like a public thing because we're yeah, not yeah. blown up on media. Of course, the stress behind this and and just like things that people don't have to worry about, like they have to, like they're stressing over appearances for award shows, or or like the strain that comes from being on tour, and he's just very worried about how the relationship will end because divorce is a very is a very strong impact on a lot of people's lives yeah, it's and a, it's a very strenuous process especially for someone in the public eye it is and there and there's another line here fighting over your seeds fighting over your deeds fighting over your keys that is just uh very, that, that that's just what happens in divorce like your, your seeds are your kids like yeah. there's a lot of people that that lose um claim over their kids they don't they don't get primary uh ownership of their kids usually it's split or you get weekends or you get x amount of days a year yeah. So like that's like for someone who who cares about being a father to the kids that's very that's very deep and fighting over your deeds is like a lot of like unless you sign a prenup you, going into a divorce tends to somebody loses a lot of shit a lot yeah. of shit How, like you could they'll just, use that they'll lose the house the kids the car hell you can end up paying alimony and child support yeah which a lot of fucking money hell the one that 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 has the most money usually pays for the other person's lawyer. On top of paying for your own lawyer, you're paying for the other person's lawyer. Yeah, that is true. So, like, it's just, it's very much, like, the, this is probably the most personal, tr- this is the most personal track on the album. Because it's just Travis's fears and his, and his just, 
um um i'm trying to think of a word it's just his fears and like okay. his, his his anxieties and reservations about getting into this relationship with with uh kylie and or yeah. kylie right yeah. and it's it's just it's just it's very touching and that's why i think this is the best track on the album I agree. I so, I, i'm just like you know he makes references to a lot of his personal like life and shit and you're just like Man, he's talking about his divorce and shit, man. You know, that's really. I mean, he is. There's, there's, there's dead ass alliance. This, this, this shit'll have you in divorce court, fighting over your seats, fighting over your. Seats. He's like, oh my god. Like th- this is why, like this is very emotional. It's a track called track. Coffee Bean. <laughs> hey, I didn't write the lyrics. He did. <laughs> Again, yeah. back, back to the reading comprehension skills. I'm just bad, reading. Bad, bad news. It's not. It's not. Our fault that you can't read past the level. Bad, bad news. Bad, bad for you. Our times have changed. Now Michael can't read. Get in that coffee line. Insane. Great track. Amazing I track. I think one of the better tracks off of this entire album. I think it's, I think I th- it's, I think the, it's best. the best track. I think it's the best track. I don't agree. But to each their own. Amazing album. Amazing project. Clean. We ran through the whole thing. So let's give our respective insert number here. So Sebas's Psychedelic Six. I got Sickle Mode, Stop Trying to Be God, Astro Thunder. Can't say, Houston fornication and coffee bean. Michael, what's your whimsical insert number? Michael's, we're Michael's whimsical five. Okay, so we're gonna go from because it's a whimsical down. ride. It's like we're a gonna go roller with coaster. No bystanders. Bystanders. Oh my god. Bystanders singular. No bystanders. Bystanders. You said bystanders. My standards. No, I said bystanders. I, got, I don't know. You got a D in there. No, my, no, my. There standards. is a D. Bystanders. Oh, shit. Oh. No bystanders. I bystanders. Like, no, oh, wait. Did the word bystander have a D in it? Bro. Yeah, it has a D. Yes. Stand. Bystanders. Oh, my God. Yo, I was telling you wrong. You life. say bystanders? I say, no, I don't say. No. I, I, I don't say the D. I just say bystanders. Because it's, it's not a very, like. It's not. It's not, it's not, it's not very. It's not enunciated very strongly. Bystander. Suck my dick. That doesn't say a D. Bystander. Yeah, but it's called a D. Okay, so I've been saying bystander. Bystander. Okay, so whatever. No, no, no bystanders. Um, that's number five. We're gonna go with Houston fornication. Um, sicko mode. More. No, okay, right, two, two more. Two more. Um. Hmm. Hmm. This is a very. This is very rough. This very is very rough. rough. Uh, stargazing. <laughs> Can't say. Can't say enough. Excellent. Can't say enough. Andre. Analytical Andre, insert Andre number is, here. No, I'll just festive four. Festive. Yeah, all right, all right. So four. No, Andre's astro astronomical insert number here. Whatever. My my festive four for this festival, baby. Stargazing. Yosemite. Yosemite, okay. That's a fun track, fun track. I'll give five percent sense of love. Uh, respect, respect. Okay. Copy the quintessential track. All right, all right. So, Michael, why don't you start off with any thoughts? All right. Why don't you get us started off? Maybe. All right. Um, Astro World comes off as that's a- my whole flow. That was so weird. <laughs> I have that exact same inflection whenever I saw. So Astro World starts off as the like dude, you stealing my whole flow, bro. Bar for yeah, fucking bar. Damn, bro. You out here like Soldier Boy. He stole my whole flow. 
My whole fucking flow. He Kiss stole your flow and phone. you stole that flow from another guy. <laughs> Kiss me through the phone. That's mine, bro. I love it. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So I guess I'll Astro World as an uh, fucking distraction, distraction <laughs> heavy ass motherfucker. Oh my god. Okay. Let him. Let him Astro World. Astro World. Um, as an album, it it's definitely is one of Travis's best projects. I feel like it's very. It's it's I think it's this and Rodeo are, are, I think are the two top most contending albums for his best work, um, and like that's not to say like it is by itself a very solid project. The singles that came out, mm-hmm. astronomical, yes. butter butterfly effect and sickle mode alone are just like two of the biggest hitting tracks on this album. Sickle mode, hell, it hit diamond, yeah, like past platinum, diamond. That's not something that like a lot of artists can have, um, but I will say that. This album does have its hindrances. It has a couple tracks that come off as filler, five percent. It has Astro Thunder and and Skeletons that are very much kind of like interludes and filler tracks. And it has some songs that are repetitive with the production, and there are skips to the track. It's not perfect by any means, but on tracks like Can't Say, Houston Fornication, and Coffee Bean, these are some tracks that sell and do the best that this album can do. Right. With all of that said, this 2018 project is probably one of the heavier hitters of the year. Indeed. And I would have to give this a 7 out of 10. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Address. Okay. So, address as this. I've said multiple times already, we were supposed to do Rodeo first, and I would have been much happier to do Rodeo. Because I like, I like this album. But, like, I feel that this album is bloated. That's the key takeaway that I've that I've that I've noticed from this album. It feels bloated. It feels like there's too many filler tracks, too many tracks that mesh together too well. And they they, they, they there's that are just skips in my opinion. And I feel that because of that it takes away from the real bangs that are here. And a lot of these tracks are really, really forgettable. Like even by name. Like somebody like before before we had to listen to all of this because for the podcast, if you was like, yo you remember Yosemite by Shark? No. I don't fucking remember that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You say, oh, butterfly effect, coffee bean, fucking five percent hit, even. Yeah, I don't remember that track because it's incredible. But like, fucking carousel, I don't fucking remember that shit. Like, it, it's and it's because and it's two things really that I feel are the weakest thing. A, Travis's vocals that I feel that really because it, it's usually pretty much the same. Is it's either like excitable, it's either excitable or it's mellowed out. But one thing that's the same pretty much no matter what, and that's the autotune. Travis's audio filters, to me, take away from what would usually be, for example, again, I know I keep saying this song, Coffee Bean. It, be, it takes away from songs like Coffee Bean that don't have much autotune, if, if any. And it takes away from what could have been a more natural-sounding, more, more real song. And I feel that that's what, 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 what is the biggest negative of most of these tracks. And the second being the production. I feel like the production from most of these tracks are pretty pretty solid, but there are some tracks that I feel like the production is just n- a little boring. Examples. Examples. Oh, I mean, I feel bad again. So I don't have. Don't to make a point if you don't expect to be tested on it. So I feel that. Piece of fornication. I feel doesn't have the greatest production. I feel like it's a it's a little weak. Wake up, eh, well, I don't know. Wake up is pretty solid production. I was actually lying about that one. Let's see, Carousel. I would feel like it doesn't have the production. 
I didn't like it too much. Okay. So I'm trying to be God. Okay. So I'm trying to be God. I, the thing with the production that's trying to be God is that it's not bad. It's just... I don't know, man. It, the thing with stuff trying to be God is it's obviously trying to be like the most unorthodox track and it's trying to be... It, it's, supposed to, it's supposed to show you that Travis is here to be different and to break the norms. But I just feel like it's not that enjoyable. It, 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 it leans too heavily on trying to change things, but at the same time, it's not really enjoyable. You want a track that you does that? Feel, yeah. the, the track that does that is, is 5% percent Exactly. That's something that sounds Percent. out there. Stop right. trying to be okay. This is this this isn't a debate probably, but um, I I just think I, I disagree with that. I disagree with that, but we can I, disagree. We can disagree. Of course, I just I just feel that a lot of these tracks, the production is either boring, or it's just weak in general. And I guess it's not a lot of them. It really isn't. It's not a lot of them, but it's just a select few that really take away from my enjoyment of the album as a whole. So I feel that for some of his other albums, some of his other works, some of other collabs with other artists, it surprises me coming back to this album. I don't even remember when this album came out. It was such a banger. It was such a hit for everyone. It was easily one of the best albums of the year. So coming back to this album to review it, I'm thinking to myself, damn, this shit has a couple flops here. It's more, it has like more, more misses than I remember. More skips. And it, it surprises me. But with that, with that all being said, all those negatives, I can't help but I can't I can't lie and say this is all negative. There are tracks that are absolutely outstanding. Stargazing is outstanding. Five percent ten is really good. A lot of these tracks are fantastic, and the production is great on them. The lyrics, the lyrics consistently are fantastic. That I will say is pretty much unanimous for the whole album. They they really represent what Travis is trying to go through with pretty much every track. But it's. And with that, it, but yeah, the lyrics from it unanimously are fantastic as a whole album. And besides the occasional miss that I feel with the production and a, a pretty consistent, a pretty consistent laziness with the vocals from time to time, just with the autotune, it derives from my enjoyment. And I feel like that's why I feel that compared to Rodeo, for example, this felt a little weaker in my opinion. It has its absolute bangers, but looking at the whole project as a whole, it doesn't feel all there. It feels like it's too much there and not enough consistency, not enough detail orientation. But with all that being said, I know I talk a lot. With all that being said, I want to give this album, unfortunately, I have to give it the same rating as Bible. I got to give it a, a nice little 7 out of 10. All right. I think it's a solid album, all right. but it's definitely missing a bit more time in the album. All right. Contentious. Contentious. Conflicting. I like that. Uh, so Astro World, the 2018 hit album off of Mr. Travis Cactus Jack Scott, coming as one of the most anticipated projects that Travis Scott has released overall. The the build up to this album was just phenomenal, with Butterfly leading as the lead single. Uh, all of the you know little teasers and posts that we had in hype up for the the release. What the expectation for this album was off the charts right you had songs you you had the collab list that was you know star-studded the weekend drake you had frank ocean on for like five seconds you had a lot of these artists that showed up and showed up for a lot of their collabs i don't think there are with the exception of maybe 21 on nc17 
that kind of gives a sort of lackluster performance and he could have done a bit better but most of the people on and now <laughs> but most of the most of the people on this project give their a game i'm biased i'm just gonna say this i am very biased because i love 90 percent of this album but looking at it objectively i did give criticism where criticism was due there are certain aspects of the tracks that i love that have negatives for example what i just shot on on uh houston fornication the verse gets a bit slow by the end and it loses that energy butterfly effect travis sounds a bit off the mic who and what that's actually not a good track i think travis kind of steals the show there can't say don tolliver kind of outclasses travis scott and I could just keep on going with some of these, but I think the message comes clear in that this album was made with a whole lot of love and a whole lot of care in the production. And I think it shines through on a lot of these tracks. You can tell that a lot of the attention and the time taken really, really helped out this album. There are some clear bangers that still stay on rotation, still stay on repeat to this day, five years later. Absolutely. And I think that's a testament to how enjoyable and how replayable this project is. I think this is one of the best projects of 2018. And I think it's one of Travis's best albums yet. I'm going to have to give this project a solid 8 out of 10. Wow. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But with that being said, amazing show, boys. Thank you. Thank you both for taking out of your time to come on the show today. And yeah, thank you for giving your opinions unbiased, un you know, unclouded by any sort of uh blank what the fuck are you doing? Don't worry about it. <laughs> he broke the mic. He no, I didn't mic. break the mic. He, he broke the mic. He was just like fiddling with it. Oh, okay. I just wanted to see if I can understand. He yeah. almost broke the mic. But yeah, either way, thank you guys for coming on the show. Michael, where can they find you? You can find me. Mr. Michael himself on Instagram, Michael R. Bello. That's the tag. And you can find my dead Twitch. Uh, hopefully. Soon to, soon, to, soon to be revived. If it's dead, revived. why are you shouting it out? Because, because if, I, if I get enough love on it, maybe I'll bring it back. <laughs> you have okay. enough love for me. I really want you to start turning it Fair enough. Together. Fair yes. enough. Well, you can find me, my, my. My uh, hopefully revived Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eternal Kiwi. Oh, yeah. Uh, Senor Andres, where can they find you? The beauties at home, the absolute, the totally, because they're fans of us, they have to be hot. So, all the great people at home can find us, can find me on Instagram, Andre underscore P018. They can also find the podcast itself on Instagram and TikTok under Record Shop Podcast, Record Shop Pod, respectively. And we will definitely be posting stuff on there. We're doing some some interesting stuff on there. We're cooking up something fierce in the kitchen, but we promise. There's going to be some big stuff coming out of the year. I promise you that. Say all The lovelies. Indeed. The hot lovelies, though, because they listen to us, are hot. Of course. You can find me on Instagram at at Sebasil. That's just Sebas, I-L-L. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I just want a real quick shout out to all our listeners. Thank listeners. Listeners, <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in each week, checking us out, listening to these three idiots give their nuanced, hot, and sometimes dog shit opinions. Yo. <laughs> but thank you very much. We appreciate it. Join us next week as we cover my selected album, Melt My Eyes, See Your Future by the infamous and Miami local 
Denzel Curry. Love Denzel. Would you like to really quick elaborate? Is it the original version or the cold blooded soul version? The original version. The cold blooded soul version. It is. It is. It is called that. I'm gonna start off the take real quick. I love that version. I think that love tracks on that version are better than the original. That's. But we'll get to that when we talk about it. Contentious. If we if. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for that, babies. From out your eyes to your future. We'll see you next week. Bye bye.